Welcome to the Awakened Mom Life Podcast. My name is Christina Bentel, and I'm a spiritual teacher and life growth specialist. I'm here to help you with your spiritual awakening so you can find your purpose, experience more passion, and have more joy in your life. If you're ready to uplevel your spiritual game, your life, relationships, and your career, then you're in the right place. My goal here is to help you see your infinite potential and your divine truth, and to teach you how to apply all of these lessons to your modern way of life. I'm thrilled that the universe has brought us together, so let's jump right in. Hello, my loves, and welcome to today's episode. So today we're talking about being a highly sensitive person, otherwise known as being an HSP. So when I discovered this, it absolutely changed my life. It was one of the earliest discoveries on my personal growth journey, um, and had a really big impact on how I interpreted the world around me from then on. Because honestly, I interpreted the world around me different than everyone else. So in this episode, I'm talking about not only my own experience um, as an HSP and my discovery to to discovering it myself, I, I wanted to share with you why it's often misunderstood. And it's not too uncommon for you to know someone in your life that might be an HSP. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's your spouse or even one of your children. Maybe a good friend. So... I have a question for you. Have you ever felt like a tortured soul? Then you definitely want to listen close to this because for a long time, I I would call myself that. I would call myself a tortured soul because I could not cope in this world. I just couldn't. So in this episode, we're really going to be talking about, are you an HSP? I'll kind of give you some ways to, to know if you are or if someone you know or someone you love could be. And then honestly, mostly, I really want to help moms who are HSPs so you can better cope with being a mother and better cope with this world that's really not built for you. Because there's a lot of advantages to being an HSP, but you've got to be balanced. So the term HSP or highly sensitive person was actually coined by an author. Her name was Dr. Elaine Aaron, and she's written several books. There's two of them. Um that I would highly recommend to start out with. Highly Sensitive Person is the one that I read in the very, very beginning. And it's really eye-opening if you've never picked it up. But again, I would just highly recommend it. She's also written a book, uh, The Highly Sensitive Parent. I have not picked this one up yet, but I have heard great things about it, especially as a mother. So this is actually what got me started down the journey is when I found her website and and I read her book. And literally, like, my my mouth dropped open. Oh my God, finally somebody understands me. And before we go too much further, I really want to preface all of this by saying labels like HSP are just labels. Um, Labels tend to have this all or nothing feeling, but that's not why I share this. I really share this type of stuff. I love archetypes. I love this kind of uh, personality stuff because it just, it helps you to understand who you are but take it with a grain of salt, you know, and use it to help you to improve your life without getting sucked down too deeply of um, perhaps becoming a victim to it and saying, you know, something, well, I'm an HSP and I'm too sensitive, so I can't do X, Y, Z. I don't want you to take it down that direction. So before I discovered this, uh, being an HSP, I just felt like the world was too much. It was too loud. It was too harsh. I was overwhelmed a lot. And I remember thinking to myself, well, why can't I just be normal? This was something I, I, I thought to myself all the time. I just want to be normal like everyone else. I would compare myself to other people who would seem to like they would float through life and take things in stride. And I would always look at them like, 
oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? And I just didn't get it. But there was nothing wrong with me. I was highly sensitive. So what are some of the traits of being highly sensitive? You can be sensitive to noise, to lights, textures, smells. You know, for me, I'm easily overwhelmed by smells and I do not like sudden noises. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. My husband is very boisterous. He's very loud. He's very extroverted. He will jump into a room and about give me a heart attack every time. And he's gotten a lot better because he understands how it makes me feel emotionally. I just, I kind of jump out of my skin and it, it makes me kind of instantly go into panic. I have learned how to step back from that more quickly, but a long time ago, it would set me into a panic and I couldn't come back from it. Uh, another thing is I certain textures. I just, I can't do, I can't really, I can't touch wool. There are certain types of yarn that it just sends me into sort of a panic. Another thing, uh, another trait of being an HSP, we avoid violent or sad movies because it's overwhelming. Have you ever done this before where you'll avoid a movie because you just, you know, it's going to be sad or just overwhelming. For me, this, uh, people laugh about it. My, my dad would laugh at me all the time before I even could understand how to put this into words. I refuse to watch Lord of the Rings because I know it will be a great movie and I am afraid that it will be too emotionally overwhelming. Some people don't get that. A lot of people will, will not get that. And once I was able to explain it to my dad, after I kind of figured all this out, he started to understand, well, it's partly because he's an HSP too. So it was things like that even before I knew that I was an HSP, I was regulating things to help keep my emotions in check. Another thing uh, that's very common for HSPs, you feel a very strong need to withdraw after a busy day. You feel exhausted and it's not just a regular sort of tired. It's, it's your body is physically and mentally and emotionally just drained. Uh, have you ever been told when you were a child or even as an adult, did your parents or teachers say that you were sensitive or just really shy? It's actually really common for HSPs to be uh, confused with being introverted. Not all HSPs are. Uh, just because we're, we are shy because we're overwhelmed. And that's how I was as a kid. I was so backwards and so just, I was overwhelmed. So I, I couldn't express myself. Another HSP trait is really enjoying art and the finer things in life. Because you tend to be very deep and very emotional. You can really connect to art and creativity around you. So I want to ask you how much of this sounds familiar. Maybe for you. Or someone in your life, maybe your children, your spouse, whatever it is. And it could be any of it. It could be some of it. It could be all of it. So the scientific term for this is sensory processing sensitivity. And it's actually uh, believed that it's about 15 to 20% of the population is actually highly sensitive. And what it means is you're just, you're more aware of your surroundings. Your body and your mind absorb more than most other people. So it's a very easy to get overwhelmed. And like I was saying before, 30% of HSPs are actually extroverts. But the trait is often mislabeled as being introverted because when you're imbalanced, you tend to withdraw, you tend to get anxious, you tend to get depressed. And it's about being balanced as an HSP, which is one of the most valuable things in the world. If I can share anything with you in this episode, it's being HSP has its advantages when you are balanced. You know, sensitivity is one of those things. It's valued differently in different cultures. For example, women versus men. 
And in the United States, I can tell you that we have a highly dominant and aggressive culture. So if you're, if you're an HSP, you may have been told in your life at one point or another, don't be so sensitive. That was something I heard a lot growing up. I heard it from my mom. I heard it from my dad. I heard it from my family. Like that's hard for a kid. I felt weak because I didn't understand why I would cry at something that someone else wouldn't. So I discovered this concept. It's been about 10 years ago. And again, I remember thinking that I was weak. Uh, being too sensitive was something that I, I didn't like about myself. So I hated that part of myself. I came to not like it at all. And I couldn't cope. And that was part of what led me down the spiral of depression, anxiety, fear, and self-loathing. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I've been able to recover from a lot of that and a lot of the trauma from childhood and a lot of things that happened to me in relation to being HSP and all of the other things. So once you can find that balance, there's a lot of advantages. So let's talk about that. What are some of the advantages and what are some of the disadvantages of being HSP? And this is specific to American culture because I can't really speak to other cultures where they may value being an HSP more highly. So we'll start with the disadvantages. Uh, and I want to frame these in a way that they're, they're not negative. They're not cons. They're things you need to be aware of so that you know how to create balance in your life. So one of the harder things about being an HSP is you need more time to recoup. You need sleep. You need alone time. I need a minimum of nine hours to sleep. This was something I struggled with for a very long time, especially when I first started dating my, my husband now. He, um, he can go on six, seven hours and he's good. He couldn't understand why if I slept six or seven hours, I was grumpy. I was miserable and just not happy to be around. And um, it took me a little while to finally come to terms with that myself. And after seeing a couple of doctors and realizing, yeah, some people just need more sleep. I'm one of those people. If I sleep nine to 11 hours, I am golden the next day. It's very hard to be able to plan around that, but I know for my own health and my wellness that I have to do my very best to make sure I get enough sleep. And this is something in our world, it's it's hard to do because we are taught to hit the ground running first thing in the morning, to work until midnight. You know, this hustle culture that we live in is is not great for HSPs. And that's one of the things that I'm working on breaking down because in general, it's not healthy for anyone let alone somebody like us who just needs more time. Another thing is you're, when you're tired, you are really tired because it's not just, you know, physically, it's mental and it's emotional. So it's all of your senses are just kind of exhausted. So again, that's why sleep is important. You hold stress in your body. So muscle spasms, uh, if you're not taking care of yourself, this was one I struggled with for a very long time as well, to the point where I was hospitalized because of it and they couldn't figure out why my muscles were so tight and they were, it was bad. They were giving me steroids. They were giving me all kinds of medication. I was going to physical therapy. I couldn't turn my neck. I couldn't drive. Like it got to a point where I couldn't walk because the tightness in my muscles was so bad. And I've seen this with other HSPs where they, they don't truly understand it in the medical world because being an HSP isn't something that's, it's not really talked about in the medical world, but it is something that if this resonates with you, you may start to realize that some of your health problems are because you're an imbalanced HSP. Another one is you feel overwhelmed in situations where others don't. So this could be concerts, large events, public spaces. 
this was me for a long time. Um, I would not go to public spaces. Even the last concert that I went to, I was in a good place. I was feeling good. I was overwhelmed an hour into the concert and I needed to leave, but I sat down, took a couple of deep breaths, focused myself. A lot of people don't understand that. Another one is, uh, th this one I do a lot. You plan your day around not feeling overwhelmed. So I used to do this for a long time and I, again, I didn't understand why I did it. Um, and it felt like a weakness to me, but it was actually a strength in the sense of I was preparing to keep myself balanced. So for example, on the way to work, I would make sure that I would listen to soothing music or I would listen to an ebook that would help calm me down. I would make sure when I got to work, I would take a minute to sit and breathe because at that point I hated my job. I would take breaks during the day intentionally making sure that once I was starting to feel overwhelmed, I would walk away from my desk and recenter myself before I came back. I just knew how to make sure that I would put things into place to make sure I didn't get overwhelmed. As a mom, sometimes that can be hard. And that's been one of the biggest lessons for me, especially with my daughter and communicating with her. I don't think she's an HSP. Um, so I try to communicate that with her. Mommy gets overwhelmed sometimes. Please understand that I need you to X, Y, Z. So for example, she loves to climb on me, physically climb on me. And I don't like it. It, it causes me to feel very... Um, I just kind of panic. I just, I don't like it. I feel trapped and overwhelmed. So I'm very clear with her. I try to be as gentle as possible. Like baby mommy just, mommy doesn't like that. Just understand that some people are okay with that. Like daddy doesn't mind if you rough house with him, but mommy doesn't like that. Okay. So it's about staying in that mindfulness and being aware and not letting it trigger you. And that's when the, if you're imbalanced, you will be triggered. That's when you yell. That's when you get angry instead of being nurturing and being soft and seeing it as a learning opportunity. Another kind of disadvantage uh, is you get stressed and depressed when you're imbalanced and it can happen very easily. Again, lack of sleep, lack of um, time to care for yourself. These will all trigger you in ways that are worse than, than most other people in your life. And one that was hard for me to, to deal with for a long time is honestly just the world that we live in. It's not built for HSPs. It's just not. It's fast paced. It's overwhelming. It's um, you know, bright and loud and all of these things. But that doesn't mean that we can't cope. We just have to learn to do it in a different way. And we have to build a, an inner world that's rich and nurturing and peaceful for us. One thing that I really came to understand probably more recently is that being an HSP means you can be overwhelmed by tragic real life news stories just as intensely as like a fictional violent movie. It's the same level of um, just being distressed. Why? Because we're so intuitive that we try to connect and understand. And we do that through our emotions. And sometimes that means that we, we have a hard time cutting that off. So something that's real, you know, watching news can feel just as intense as watching movies that do the same thing. And that's why I'm always very mindful about the things that I watch and the things that I read and the things that I digest on the internet. So here's the thing. Once you start to heal yourself, a lot of these things that I just talked about start to ease up. They start to go away. They start to get a lot better. You don't live in this world of being uh, overwhelmed all the time, which is how I was for a very long time. So I want to talk about some of the amazing benefits of being a healthy, balanced HSP. We love on a deep, deep level. 
perhaps you see flowers or animals and something in nature and you just feel this serenity and this peace on such a deep level. You experience the world with these heightened emotions and the beauty of that is just spectacular. Something as simple as seeing a few droplets of rain on a leaf can, can give you an overwhelming sense of just peace. And that's a really cool thing that not everybody gets to experience. Another advantage is, you know, I am highly empathetic, meaning when you're empathetic, you put yourselves, yourself in someone else's shoes. You just do it automatically. And empathy helps you connect with others on a very deep level. This makes other people feel trusted. They feel loved. They feel connected to you. And that's a very special feeling for other people and for you to be able to do that for them. And once you're balanced and being able to do for, do that for them, it's a very wonderful thing. Another one is you can easily feel your emotions and you can feel energy in your body. Now, this is one if you're not balanced, you may not realize. If you are mindful and you breathe into it, you can feel where your energy is in your body. Not everybody can do this. And this is something it took me a while to understand. I couldn't understand how others couldn't feel the physical energy running through their body. When I get angry, I can feel my chest. I can see it being, I can see it. I can feel it. I can, all of these things. It's very real to me. And that's something that can help you regulate your emotions as you learn how to process that and you learn how to heal it. Another thing for me, especially an advantage is I love art. I love being creative and expressing myself through my creativity. And that's something that not everybody gets to do. We also can concentrate very, very deeply. Have you been in um, one of those situations where you're excited about something, you're passionate about something, and you're able to concentrate and just get it done? That's an advantage. And we're, we're good at really doing tasks that require vigilance, accuracy, and speed. And best of all, when you're in a, in a position or something where you have to detect like minor differences, we are great at that because we notice things. You know, one of the cool things too is we're able to learn something new without really even being aware that we've learned because we're so intuitive and we're so aware that we're constantly learning and growing, even when we're, we're not even realizing it. And one of my favorite things, especially being in this community and working with mothers, is HSPs just tend to be more soulful. They feel like the old souls. They very tend to be more spiritual and easily, more easily connect with their authenticity once they're able to find that balance and that healing. Because you are so in touch with yourself and you're so in touch with your emotions, once you start to rip away those layers of those lies, it's an incredible thing to be able to connect with your authenticity. And, you know, as a mother, it's an incredible thing because you have an instinct to care for others. You recognize your children's feelings and you, un you want to understand them and you want to support them in any way that you can to help them feel most loved. One thing that I really want to hammer home is we're talking about the advantages and disadvantages of being an HSP and just understanding yourself as being an HSP. I want to say this, and one of the few things you take away from this, please, please, please take this away. You do not owe anyone an explanation. So let me repeat that. You do not owe anyone an explanation as to what it means to be an HSP. In the beginning, I felt the need to explain myself to everyone why I would get so easily overwhelmed and 
Um, I would XYZ, this is why I feel like this and I need you to back off, whatever it was, you know? And this constant need to explain myself more came from my own lack of self-love and self-acceptance. And it's something that I actually see a lot in the HSP communities. It's this strong desire to have everyone else understand you. And I just want to tell you that not everyone's going to, and that's okay. Part of embracing being an HSP is loving yourself, not in spite of it, loving yourself because of it, and just embracing that and being yourself unapologetically. You know, if this is you, you may want to run to your husband and say, I'm an HSP, this makes so much sense. Like, here's all the reasons why I'm overwhelmed and sad and depressed and anxious. Da, 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 da. And by all means, you can do that. But what I'm telling you is that usually it doesn't go so well because most of the time you're telling this to a non-HSP. They don't understand. They don't comprehend. And it's not that I'm saying don't share it. So what I'm saying is just don't go share it with somebody expecting it to solve all of your problems and everything to be quote unquote normal now because you've figured this out and everybody else will now understand you because unfortunately it just doesn't work that way. What happens more often than not is you share it and somebody doesn't understand and they just see it as you using excuses for how you feel. And that's not it at all. It's something you're embracing about yourself and that you're learning about yourself. If you have someone in your life that is supportive, by all means, I would encourage you to share it. Just be mindful and be cautious because there are some people who are not going to support you. And here's the thing, you don't need them to. You need to love and accept yourself first. And I want you to know, you know, because of these biological differences, HSPs process information very deeply and we do it differently. So, it's not bad. It's just different. And we need different things in life to be happy. And you may need to adjust your life to fit you. <laughs> and that's what I love about teaching because that's what radically that's what radically changed my own life. I was living in a world that was not built for me. I was not made to get up at 6am, drive to a job nine to five, working behind a desk, not seeing the sunshine and feeling like I was trapped in a prison, getting in the car, spending an hour with my daughter, and then going to bed and doing it all over again. That was not the life for me. And I'm not judging anyone else who finds happiness in that. I did not. It felt like a prison sentence to me. So I created this life once I was able to heal of being able to travel whenever I want. I built a business that supports my life and supports the freedom that I crave. I get to go outside whenever I want. I get to put my feet on the ground whenever I want. I get to spend as much time with my daughter whenever I want because I built a life that fit me. And it is not status quo and it is not what a lot of people would like. And that's okay because it's good for me. So here are a few things that I really want you to focus on if you're an HSP a slower pace of life and simplicity. That's what helps us to keep that balance and not get overwhelmed. You also need to make sure that you have time at the end of the day to unwind. Make sure you're scheduling time. Speak to your spouse if, if this is something you need support with and tell them I need 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Explain to them that you need that time at the end of the day to be able to unwind. And you really need a calm space to be able to retreat to. For me, that's been the woods behind where we live at the moment. Um, but I always have a place where I can go to retreat because I need my me time. 
And you really need time to adjust when things change or when things happen. Uh, one of the things that'll happen to you probably frequently that happens to me is just you kind of get sent into that panic and it's like snap and like everything's changing. Oh, wait, I just need a minute. You just need some time to process. Another thing is a, a gentle, healthy way of managing conflict. And this is a hard one for a lot of people because we are not taught how to manage conflict in a healthy way. And this is one of the things that I teach because it's so incredibly important to all healthy relationships on how to deal with conflict in a way that is conducive to getting a result and not just creating chaos. And also one of the things that you need to focus on as an HSP is getting sleep. If I haven't said that enough, I will say it again. You need enough sleep. And lastly, a sense of purpose. Some people can seem to drift through life without direction or purpose, but for HSPs, this is unthinkable. We experience life on such a deep level, it's really hard for us to, to not follow our passion and our purpose and the things that bring us joy. It's really hard for an HSP to push those things down. That's why I made it my main purpose to help women and mothers especially find their passion and their purpose because it was a game changer for me and I know how critical it is to, to your journey in this life. So as we wrap up here, I, I, another thing that I want to mention is you are not a victim. So often HSPs get wrapped up into being the victim and I did for a very long time at the beginning of my journey with everything that had happened in my life, I started to believe that the stories were true that I told myself that I'm a tortured soul and life is just harder for me. And then once I discovered I was an HSP, the stories became, well, life's just harder for me than it is for other people because I'm easily overwhelmed. And you're not a victim to your circumstances, I assure you. And if you get stuck in a victim mindset, you will not be able to move forward. You want to make sure you're focusing on that victor mindset, how you overcome and how you get to proceed in life and use these things to your advantage. So for me, being the victor becomes I get to use my empathy and my compassion and my creativity to help women around the world. If I were in a victim mindset, I would never be able to do these things. And just remember, you get to decide so I really want you to focus on being the victor in your life. I hope you found this incredibly helpful. I just love talking about this because it was such a game changer for me. If you found this useful, leave a comment, uh, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know how this has impacted you. Also, you can take a test uh, on Dr. Erin, uh, her website, to see if you're an HSP. And you can also take a test to see if your child might be an HSP. So I will link those in the show notes because I think it will be really important on your journey if this is something that you would like to explain for, explore further. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am incredibly grateful for sharing this time with you. It's been really great having you. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you really liked today's episode, I'd love if you could leave me a review. This helps me know that these messages are resonating with you and also what to share more of. And if you're interested in learning more about Awakened Mom Life, you can visit awakenedmomlife.com. Also, if you'd like to get even more inspiration, head over to Instagram and Facebook and just search for Awakened Mom Life. Tag me and share your lessons that you took away from today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with any amazing moms in your life who would also benefit from hearing this message. I love you and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Namaste, my love.